Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddo, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long List Ease, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar. And today I'm joined by award-winning author Vasim Khan. Hello. Hey, Joe. It's lovely to see you, mate. It's been far too long, in my opinion. You might not have the same opinion, but but in my opinion, it's been far too long. It has been far too long, Joe. Um, and I see that you've uh, cunningly employed a beard. To, yeah. Uh, is this because you were hiding from me? This was me. This was me in incognito around various literary festivals thinking he won't see me he won't know it's me <laughs> you on the other hand are looking as youthful as ever and resplendent uh, sans beard so uh, it's glad to see you haven't changed <laughs> <laughs> thank you and congratulations of course on being long listed this is uh, great news uh, yes, it is. I mean, you know, I've won awards before and been nominated for awards that, that I didn't win. Uh, it's always it's always nice. It's always a, a, an honour. Uh, but my parents, uh, you know, a long time ago, they, they drilled the lesson of humility uh, into me. Uh, so, you know, with all of these things, if you if you win, it's wonderful. Um, and if you don't win, it's equally wonderful that somebody else is, is, is going home with your trophy. exactly that's exactly the way to think about it (laughs) well let's talk about the book then this is uh midnight at malabar house um and this is not a baby ganesh novel in fact you're introducing us to a brand new character why don't you uh, tell us more because there'll be some people watching this who haven't got to to this book yet or this new series yeah it's 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 this this lovely looking thing here um so you know after writing five books set in modern india uh, I started thinking about the roots of that modern India. Where did, where did this modern India come from? And the answer really is that uh, it, came, it, 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 it was established uh, in that period shortly after Indian independence. So the British had been around on the subcontinent for 300 odd years, firstly with the East India Company and then the British Raj. And then in 1947, uh, India gained her independence after a quite a long uh, long revolutionary struggle. And it was a really turbulent time because Gandhi, who'd spearheaded that revolutionary movement, had been assassinated. Uh, partition had happened. India had been chopped into three pieces. Uh, one became Pakistan, one became East Pakistan, later to become Bangladesh. Uh, and yet it was the world's largest democracy, 300 million Indians. And there's one and a half billion of them now, so you can see how busy they've been in the in the last 75 years. And so I thought uh, it's it's not a period that's really well well uh, written about. And so, and certainly no crime uh, novels have been set there. So for me, it was an opportunity to showcase uh, an era where there are still tens of thousands of foreigners, Brits, Americans, Europeans living in India, even after independence. 
And yet now the reins of power have been handed to Indians who for 300 years have been excluded from, from political, economic, uh, social influence. Uh, so, how, so, so that dynamic is, is, is for me something that allows me to speak about so many issues that are relevant to us today, colonialism, uh, what happens when colonialism ends? How do the people who have gained power after being subjugated for so long, how do they now approach dealing with the power that uh, had subjugated them uh, and, and, and all of how all of that plays out over time? Um, and tell us about your, you know, your new character, uh, Persis Vadi, because um, she's quite something. <laughs> So, so Persis is India's first female police inspector. And she qualifies um, because she's determined to, to, to join the police force. Uh, but nobody knows what to do with her. India is a very paternalistic society at this point, And to be frank, quite misogynistic, uh, doubly so in the police force. Uh, and as the only woman in the police force, nobody wants to work with her. So they shove her in Bombay's smallest police station. Uh, it's called Malabar, Malabar House with the rest of the rejects and the misfits. Um, but what happens is that on the eve of 1950, a, uh, a, a prominent British diplomat, uh, an Englishman, is murdered in Bombay at his mansion. She happens to be on duty uh, that night and she gets the call. And so the case lands, the sensational case lands in her lap. And then we follow her as she uh, overcomes you know, lots of challenges and obstacles to try and solve, solve this, this murder. Uh, and she's working, she's working with uh, an Englishman, Archie Blackfinch, who's a forensic scientist who has uh, been asked to come along and work with the Bombay police force to, to establish a forensic science lab. And, and what the character of Archie does is allows me to put a very British, uh, Western white sensibility alongside Persis's views of this changing India and to mm. show how the pair of them, uh, the dynamic of their different past, their different perceptions of the India of the Raj era and the modern India of the post-independence era. And of course, there's a little bit of that, that whole moonlighting, will they, won't they uh, vibe going on. <laughs> and was it sort of um, a really refreshing, how can I phrase this? Did it did it feel sort of like starting again, almost complete blank canvas to start a brand new series, new era, new character? You know, because obviously when you write a, a series or you write the same characters in recurring stories, you get to know them very well. You uh, you start having to think about the first book when you're on the third book because something might have happened. Whereas this is sort of like you know a whole new a whole new lease of book life, I suppose. I think with all of these things, um, you know. Uh, your first priority is to make sure that the readers are getting a good book. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, my motivation for doing this, having written five books in modern India, was to try and go back and explore some of that, some of that great history uh, of, of India. But ultimately, this is, this is not a history textbook. Um, no. This is a crime novel. Uh, it's an adventure story. Uh, and the aim is to showcase some of that, that, that colour, that warmth, and the problems, the issues, the social, uh, social issues in the background that India was, was going through at the time. And for me, I think more than anything else, it's the response of readers. Um, so the book has gone on to win uh, uh, several awards, including the Crime Writers uh, Association Historical Dagger, which is the, the preeminent award for historical fiction, crime fiction in the world. But more importantly, readers from across 
across the world have written in to say, one, we love this period. We didn't know much about India just after independence. And so, so amazing that you've come up with all of these nuggets of information that you seed within the novel as we follow, follow the plot. But mostly people seem to, 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 to like the fact that Persis is, is a bit ruthless. Um, mm. Her ambition sometimes blinds her to the fact that she doesn't have social skills like the pair of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, and she sometimes rides roughshod over, over other people simply because she's so determined to show this very male environment that she as a woman can succeed. Yeah, she's fab. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed the book. Um, how did it feel to hear that you were longlist? Obviously, we talked about this right at the beginning um, and you're very humble and, and the humility is part of it, but um, it must have felt pretty good to get that call. Yeah, so never forget the the, the humility. Um, my mother had a had uh, the slipper of humility, in <laughs> case any of in case any of us ever ever got too big for our boots. Um, it's almost frightening because you know I think to myself that if I were to now go on to be shortlisted and to let's say win the award, um, it's probably the wrong year to to be winning major awards because I'd have to follow Will Smith. Uh, who managed to go onto a stage and, and in front of 16 million people slap an A-list celebrity. Now, how does one, how does one follow that? What are you going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? I have to juggle chainsaws wearing a mankini or, 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 yeah. or something. Uh, but no, of course, it's, it's, it's a great honour to be up for uh, the Theakston's old, uh, old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. Um, and like anyone in my position, I sincerely hope that all of my rivals fall ill and can't be there on the night or do something to, to put themselves out of the running. I mean, it's the only, it's the only, it's the only proper response to, to such, uh, such a competition. What a, yes, what a, what a list. I mean, amazing authors and books on, on the long list, as they are every year. Um, and speaking of Harrogate, indeed going to Harrogate and literary festivals again, what are you most looking forward to this year when we're back at Harrogate out on that lawn? Uh, well, I'm hoping that they don't uh, mistake me for the garden this year and ask me to mow the lawn. Um, it's a big bloody lawn. No, I'm, I'm just kidding, of course. Look, um, Har- uh, you could Teakson's- do it though. I reckon I, I, would, I would have faith in you if you did take that challenge on. Look, Teakston's Old Peculiar Crime Writing Festival is is the biggest and the best festival uh, for crime fiction in the world. We all know this. Um, there's going to be a ton of A-list celebrities, a ton of other people who are going to be there. Um, and it's where the industry not only comes to, to have a look at what's going on and to showcase some of that talent from around the world, but also it's where we get together to just let our hair down and, and enjoy the fact that we have this incredible fraternity mm. of crime fiction lovers. We're like, the, we're like the Amish, aren't we, to a certain extent? <laughs> now, admittedly, we don't, uh, we don't uh, erect so, as many barns together as we should do, and we certainly don't milk enough cows together as we, as we should do. But when you get crime readers, bloggers, critics, reviewers, and, and writers all in one space, um, at at Harrogate at the Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Writing Festival, for me, there's there's a quality of magic that happens during those mm. few days, and you know I'm I for one I'm really looking forward to getting back to that. Well, me too, and I look forward very much to seeing you there if you recognise me uh, through through the beard, um, which you haven't 
done uh, earlier this year. Um, and remember, all of our long list of books are available to buy from Waterstones. And if you've already read Vasim's book and you know that you want it to be the winner this year, well, head over to harrogatethinkstoncrimeaward.com where you can cast your vote. And you've got to do it before the 26th of May. Um, Vass, what a pleasure, as always. Lovely to see you and uh, very much looking forward to joining you on the lawn, whether we're mowing it or not. Yeah, um, and let me just reciprocate and say it's been lovely talking to you, Joe. And yes, if you are if you are watching this, do go over and vote and then uh, log in under, under another identity and vote again <laughs> for me. Uh, and then a third one and a fourth one. Get all of your family members to vote uh, and random strangers on the street. Get them to vote for me as well. Thank you very much. I've only got four email addresses. I think I can only I can only manage four <laughs> votes. But hey, uh, there we go. You know, I'm in. Um, thanks, Vass. Lovely to see you. Cheers, Joe. Thank you.